This is an it is. special report. Now reporting. I am a hassle. Ian's <laughs> at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. When you yell, sometimes things fly out of your mouth. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Anthony. Anthony. Let's go to Anthony. Anthony. Oh, Hello, everyone. Another ENN intro that does not include Peter Rosenberg's name. It's wrong. It's, it's, it's wrong. There are too many. I agree. It's not right. I think we should change it. But I am Anthony Pusick. Peter's here today. Michael is off. Probably in Houston, I would imagine. I don't know. Does he have any games in Houston? Well, because tonight's because, Fox. Well, he's off these two days. Are they on Apple tomorrow? Are they on Apple tomorrow? That's a good question. Because that would explain why he's off, because he can get the full benefit of not calling Yankee games and then maybe hook up with them on Saturday in Houston. Or they got a Fox vehicle. I don't know. And, and I, They're home I, today? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's See, right. no, I don't home. even know. I think I thought they were in Houston. No, they're, they're home. And it's full. It's a national Fox game? Yeah. Yes. And they're an, right, and they're in Apple tomorrow, so okay. no Michael K. No Michael No K. Michael K. Um, and then, then he's he'll do the game Saturday, which is a 105 game, and then uh, the 135 game on Sunday. So he's and they're home. He doesn't have to travel. Well, there you go. Sunday's prime. Sunday's he does prime. prime. Games. Oh boy! He does, but he doesn't do Apple, and obviously he doesn't do Fox. The only game I'm concerned about tonight, guys, is following us right here on 98.7, the Hall of Fame game, oh, Jets yeah. Browns. Greg Buttle and Dan Gross already in the building. Oh, what are you eating? Yay! What am I eating? Because right now, Peter, going back to my days of doing Jets. Oh, I thought yeah, you were wondering if I was eating back. something right now. I the, My only concern at 6.02, 58 oh, yeah. minutes before, is what what are we eating at halftime? Well, I don't. I actually don't know at the moment. I know See, that we we agreed to order, so that's step one. But the MVP already is Ray Dinahan, who already got a box of Joe from Dunkin' Donuts, which is going to keep me going through the night. Yeah, that's a long what, what, you, what's, what's your estimated end time for a night like tonight, Anthony? Close to midnight, probably. Because we're only doing an hour pre and post. Okay, only so an hour. Eight o'clock game. So that's then a 12-hour day for you. You got in at noon, you'll leave at midnight. That's right. Well, I'm sure you're off tomorrow. No, 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 I'll be here. Oh. I'll be here. No, it's unfortunate. With you guys I'd, again. I'd get some glorious KFC. Ha- you know, um, we haven't... I gotta tell you. No, because... I've heard Dan, about the KFC. Dan's I've never had the KFC. Wow, Never. No, no, no. Sorry, I've had KFC before. I've never had the Greg Buttle KFC experience on Jet oh, Days. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yes. You know what I just got turned on to? You're going to laugh. Interesting. I hadn't had it until like a week ago. Is it for the air? Yeah. Okay. I never had Popeyes. Oh. Oh, my God. And like a week ago, I had Popeyes, and, uh, and, I, and I said to Nancy, I said, why is this not in our rotation? Wait, wait, wait. Well, hold on. Well, th- there's only... I'm sorry. There's only two people to blame, and that's called Nancy and Dom. What the hell is wrong with you two? Wow. Well, you're well, animals. I'll take the blame for it. Go ahead. Explain she yourself. Had this, she had this idea. Now, it is on a spicy side, but you can get non-spicy. But yeah, you don't get spicy. She started spicy. with a Louisiana Cajun, she thought, because she doesn't like spicy food. But didn't realize that there's a very appetizing menu that's not spicy. I got to tell you. Sandwich to die for. You know what? You know what? You know what's a, you know, I'm going to give a sneaky hot take here, Anthony. Okay, Do please. It. For everything Don has to say about Michael and the way he lives his life, mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, there's some, there's some Michael K. in Nancy. Oh my goodness! Much there's a lot of people that don't like spicy food. That could like, be a drop as well. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, yeah. 
Excuse um, me. Excuse me. No, it, it, she doesn't want spicy food. No. Right? She she is not interested in travel. I was oh, surprised at your wedding. She just doesn't like the fly. She likes to travel. Well, I, you can like to like tra- Don, I got news for you. You can like to travel all you want, but unless you're getting there by rowboat, the, the travel's not looking good. <laughs> I got to tell you, I was surprised that Don, you and Nancy both uh, don't really eat sushi. Yeah, we're going to change that. We're, we're, we're cha- at least for Don. We're, we're going we're gonna to have a sushi meal at some point here. We're going we're gonna to have a sushi meal to die for. It's going to change. You know what we should do, Peter? Go ahead. We should say good evening to Don. I wish we lived at a time where men wore hats. <laughs> <laughs> By itself, it makes no sense. It's fantastic. I don't know that it made sense even if you had contact. Because men, men, men do wear... Because, Anthony, <laughs> men do wear hats. Yes. That's been, why... That's why it doesn't make sense. It hasn't been banned, last I checked. But you know what I mean, like fedoras, like actual like dress hats. Have a derby. If somebody right. called in sure. with that take, Don, you actually responded to yourself. If you called in with that take today. You don't have to call. Nobody makes you call. Yeah, that's it's true, and he'd be disgusted if they said it. Don. You know what I just got turned on to? You're going to laugh. And we did, and we are. Peter, how are you? We're going to rub football all over ourselves today. That was, yeah. We never sure did. We and we baseball, never really did. Baseball does rob from football a lot on this show. Well, I think, no. But I think reasonably today, no? No. To, I, yeah, it, today, it, the, today the football. The Rizzo thing was unbelievable. Today the Rizzo thing's a big story, and, and the football is yo-yo bum chuck. It, it's not real football tonight. Tonight's not football. But, but it's, you, almost, it's almost like, you know what, in normal circumstances, this, this, this would have dropped yesterday, but they, they're like, oh, there's a football game today, so let's drop it. Yeah, let's but, just ruin it. But if you do consume it, listen on 98.7 and the app. Peter? How are you? Natalie has the best dad hat head of all time. I like that one. I like that one a lot. It's unfortunate in some ways. And this one, too. There's some Michael K in Nancy. That's, no, I gotta that's, tell you. You know what? That needs to be banned immediately. Making that's a run. No, I think it's making a run. She wouldn't even know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mets lose 9-2 today, Don, in Kansas City. Um, so oh, Steve Cohen may serious? have a plan. Oh, man. Uh, Carrasco didn't look good. No. It was 9 nothing, I believe, in the ninth. Yeah, oh. Lindor hit a two-run home run in the ninth. They were swept in Kansas City. Has, has the Royals swept anybody this year? I think there's going to be a lot of that to come for this team. Not in a bad way. I, I think that any team would feel somewhat demoralized given what was expected. I mean, Brandon Nimmo said he could barely sleep after the Scherzer trade. Um, this 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 clubhouse is going to have to come to the realization that this year is not going to be a whole lot, well, and next year is going to be competitive, but not with the same expectations well, as this year. I'm sorry, I can't feel bad for the players. No, you know, let's not put this all on on Scherzer and Verlander. You know, like I don't think there, there were times Scherzer was was great, and, and Verlander missed the first month of the season. But there was a lot of other problems with this team that went beyond those two. Well, so, Marte clearly it, wasn't 100 percent all no. year. He wasn't. And he struggled. You know, Alonzo's hit a lot of home runs, but he hasn't been you know, a, a great defender. You know, Lindor had his ups and downs, too. McNeil might, might bat 100 points less than he did the year before. I mean, there's a, and the bullpen has been a mess. So, you know, those guys losing sleep. But, you know, the reason this happened is because they underachieved as a team. I don't, there's not two guys that can look in the mirror and say, not my fault. I mean, everybody contributed in some way, shape, or form. And Cohen said something similar. You want to hear from one of the former Mets, Justin Verlander? Let's hear. He spoke to the media about his talks with Billy Epler and Steve Cohen. After I had some conversations with Billy and Steve um, First name about next season uh, and their plans, I think, uh, 
you know, entertaining the idea of a trade and, and, and waiving my no trade clause. I think Houston was, um, you know, the number one choice for me, the, you know, just knowing these guys so well and, um, you know, having a chance to win, um, you know, the familiarity and, um, you know, had such a great time here. So, yeah, um, you know, that was, uh, yeah, number one choice. So he and Scherzer both kind of confirm that speaking with Billy Epler and Steve Cohen next year, while being competitive, they're not going to be big game hunting, going after the big name free agents. They're going to try and right. stay competitive, but they're not going to no. be going for the NL East anytime soon. Now, there's also a reason for that, too. Uh, many people have graded this as a poor free agent class. Sure. So, Peter, I mentioned this yesterday. You, th- there's obviously going to be top free agents. There's always, but if it's not a great free agent pool, but if they project the 2024 offseason as being better, well, do you just spitefully just spend for the sake of spending this offseason, or do you try to retool, get by, and then really spend when the better free agents are available? I, I want to say something. Please uh, do. Please. It, it supports what Don's been saying the last couple of days. Okay. And it's also about the uh, the Baltimore Orioles. That's right. Who are who are about to get another win over Toronto to win their 67th game. Just letting the Yankees continue to have a chance. So, yeah, exactly. So, Don, when the Orioles win here in a few minutes and pick up their 67th win, hmm. they will be second in baseball. They in have wins. won. Okay, it's over. They've won. They have 67 wins. Two less wins than the Atlanta Braves. Right. You, That's unbelievable. You, can, you cannot tell me that anyone reasonably thought the Orioles' rebuild plan was going to be, at this stage, having 67 wins in the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. They, they, now, listen, did people think that this year they could contend for the playoffs and be above 500? Absolutely. I think that was, after last year, that was a reasonable place to be. But, Don, was anyone thinking no. this team could vie for the best in baseball? No. I mean, I, I think you saw signs at the end of last year that they were on the uptick. But to go to be the second-best team in baseball on August 3rd? No, I don't think anybody had that in their dossier to start the season. Oh, and Flaherty started but, for the Orioles, Peter. Six innings, one earned run in his debut. Go. See, It's pretty nice. Now, and I brought it up. Anthony will tell you. The, the Rangers sent out the letter. Love the, the letter. Rebuild, and it got accelerated. Why? Because all of a sudden, Artemi Panarin became available. So, so who's to say that in 2024... The Mets are going to go like as is and try to be competitive, but then something opens up, a trade possibility to improve. You think Cohen's not going to do it? No, we're going to tank. We're, we, we are steadfast to be bad in 2024, and, and it's all about 2025. No, he'll pivot again. Like So if they get off to a great start, maybe they'll be buyers next year. Um, maybe if, if, if something happens that they can make a trade during this offseason that they think they can make themselves better, Somebody we're not thinking of all of a sudden becomes available. Uh, so uh, you think Cohen's going to bypass that? No. So we don't know how long this is going to be, but I don't think it's intended to be some long rebuild. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So, Justin, why Why? was the Mets season not successful? Uh, We kind of got off on the wrong foot. You know, everything that could go wrong did early on and and just never felt, you know, even though we started playing some good baseball at times, um, it just, we never really hit that, hit our stride where we were kind of banging on all cylinders. Um, I, I can't answer exactly why that is. You know, I think we all in that locker room and stayed extremely positive. I, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to the guys. I mean, we never let it get negative in there, um, which is hard to do when things are not going well. Um, and kind of kept expecting it to happen, and it just it just didn't click. Can't answer it. Mm. It's tough to answer. Yeah, I think that's a feeling you could probably go around the Met locker room and feel right now, too. Um, so, uh, what we were talking about with Justin Verlander, did Epler and Cohen talk about the Mets being competitive in 2024? I mean, I think you look at it from their perspective, and, and, and I don't know exactly what their plan is, right? Clearly, their plan in the short term was to bolster their minor league organization with prospects. The direction I was told for next year was it wasn't going to be the exact same um, MO as this season, which is which is fill every gap that you need with a free agent. Um, that didn't quite work out, so why double down on that strategy? Um, but I think if I was looking at it through their lens, you look at the, the players that they have earmarked for next season, Edwin Diaz coming back, and the, and the same core that you had going into this year, I, I don't see why they wouldn't think that they would be competitive. Yeah, so he backed I, Cohen too. Yeah, I, I with three wild cards, we're not we're not asking for that tremendous of a record. I mean, the the Yankees are four games above five hundred, Peter, and are three games out of a playoff spot. Like, so we're not asking you to be great to make the playoffs anymore. This isn't the old days. This is hey, just be be around five hundred, and you might find yourself as a contender and 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 a reason to believe down the stretch. So, if I didn't know any better, I would say someone maybe had a conversation with him, like, "Hey, can you maybe scale back just a bit on the way you framed things?" Don't you don't have to give away all our state secrets? Though. Well, you mean they talked to Verlander after they heard what Scherzer said? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Do you mind not mirroring what Scherzer said? Go ahead and just. Go ahead and just keep it a little closer to the vest if you oh, want. Was, Thanks. We got, we got you back where you wanted to A little to be, more right? rosy. Just a little bit. Yeah, we sent you back to Houston. Come on, you're but, happy. But I don't think... I think the difference in conversation... This almost backs up what what, what they told Scherzer, what my theory is. They really wanted to get out from under of Scherzer. There may have been a world where they kept Verlander. Ah, if, so you if, think it was a little more rosy to Verlander? Well, well yeah, because I, I look at it, and, and, and this, this is logical because Verlander's a better pitcher. Ver, I like Verlander's this. Verlander's a better pitcher. So if they didn't get what they wanted from Houston, they might have held on to him. But they wanted out from Scherzer. And if you asked me before the deadline who would be the more difficult to move, I would say Scherzer would be almost impossible to move. The way the last couple of seasons ended for him how he's pitched in big games the last couple of years for the Mets. The fact that they moved him, I thought, was unbelievable. They ate a lot of money, but at the end of the day, I think they wanted out from under from him definitely. Verlander, maybe there was a world where they would have kept him. So wouldn't the conversation then be different? No, you're right. I would think so. 100%. Uh, The story that we've been covering now, guys, for about two hours, um, Anthony Rizzo placed on the I.L., 
uh, for the Yankees with what is being called post-concussion syndrome. And, of course, the concussion being onset from the incident with Fernando Tatis. We played this a little earlier uh, when we went live to his press conference. Let's hear it again um, just a little bit just to get some background again. Anthony Rizzo on what happened after the Tatis collision. When it happened, we flew to Seattle that day. You know, whenever you go out west, for me, throughout my career, I'm always a little more tired, so I didn't think it was anything different. Woke up with a little bit of a neck pain, but that was addressed quickly and then felt like we were ready to go. Just have felt normal, and then obviously the struggles have been well done documented and in this game you you try to figure out what's going on always whenever you're struggling and I've struggled plenty in this game but I've also done it for a long time to know that you usually come out and there's signs of coming out and I mean I remember talking to someone like oh do you feel like you're coming out of this soon I answered it honestly I'm like no I don't because it just I couldn't feel what you're trying to feel as a hitter and I don't know if that's related and I guess now we can link two and two together you got to feel for him because baseball, I mean, you you guys hear it. We, we hear people calling into the show all the time talking about it. it. looks like he doesn't even know where the pitch is. And this is people, t- we're talking about people that don't have any head injuries or possible post-concussion syndrome. Like, baseball is a sport where you can look like you have no idea where the ball is at any given time when you're swinging the bat. And for Anthony Rizzo, it was real. He legitimately did not know at some points what he was swinging at because he thought the ball was in a different place. Eesh, that would not be fun. God, I can barely hit a slow-pitch softball 100% healthy. And he, he kind of uh, detailed why he went to get tested. Over the last few weeks, you start going to your different checklists of mechanics, timing, consistently being late. Why am I consistently being late? I've made these adjustments plenty of times in my career. I just didn't forget how to all of a sudden do this. So talking with the training staff, we, we got an appointment with you know one of the best neurologists, I, I believe, in the world. And they ran tests and they basically said everything that we talked about and everything that they came back with basically came back on a silver lining of I'm not crazy for walking back to the dugout consistently thinking, man, how I miss that pitch. I usually don't miss that. Or, you know, when I swung at a pitch, thinking it was in one location, then going looking at the video, it's in a different location. And as a baseball player, that's frustrating. And we compete and we try to find answers within the game. And I mean, I've played hurt plenty of times and my body adapts to playing hurt. My body's has been in physically really good shape this year. Back-wise has been really good. So it's, you just, we went and got tests ran and it comes back saying that, you know, I'm, I'm moving a lot slower than the normal person reactions time would be and that's definitely alarming especially for what we do for a living so but the good news is they said that with the regimen they put me on it should be fully healed that's the good news yeah that that it seems like anthony rizzo is going to be okay um but yeah the the timeline between guys like you said we don't know of course he's been struggling but we don't know when the the struggles were just him in a bad funk like any baseball player could be and then when it started to be I'm not I'm not reacting as fast as I should be or I'm not seeing this pitch on the iPad in the same way that I saw it when I was up at bat what's going on here um but the big red flag was what Brian Hoke tweeted that after his five strikeout performance in Baltimore um, he said he was feeling foggy, and he still played two games after that. Um, you would think at that point would be the time to go get a look and see what's going on. Yeah, I can't believe they let him play those two games. Rough, rough uh, period here. And again, this is almost covering my angle coming in today, guys, was, as I told Anthony earlier, I wanted to sort of kill the Yankees today because of just how bad the decision on Herman was. 
Hmm. You know, I, I don't make it. I don't give passes. You know, sometimes I think Michael can give a pass. Well, they when they made the decision to do blank, they weren't wrong. And then so and so, you know, then Rodon got hurt. And then this, I, I don't give passes like that. Like I think that's how you grade the people who make these personnel decisions. What happens? Whether that's injury, whether that's freakish accident, whether that's uh, uh, alcohol addiction, whatever the thing is to me, I think that's how you grade your general manager. And there's no way, Don, to not rule or to not view that this uh, Herman situation is a disaster. And I think in a weird way, that part's gotten covered up by the new Rizzo disaster. By being the rarest of teams that have not had a losing season in 30 years... They've kind of set a standard as if what they do is the way and that they're above reproach. Like, you can't criticize them. And I think we've learned over the last couple of years, why can't you? They make mistakes like anybody else. They don't always get it right. I understand they're looked upon as the gold standard, the New York Yankees, a well-run, well-oiled machine, and in a lot of ways they are. But that doesn't mean they can't be criticized. It doesn't mean that they don't make mistakes. And certainly it doesn't mean that people have jobs for life. And you're right. Some things have really piled up here, Peter, that have made Brian Cashman and this organization look bad. And how is Hal going to deal with this? Is it going to be, oh, we made the playoffs, so everything's right. Everything's okay. Or is it really going to take a hard look? Are we doing things right? Are, are our analytics right? Is our medical staff right? Uh, how, how we deal with players when they have off-the-field problems? Are we, are, we, are we doing it the right way? Just because you've got an interlocking NY doesn't mean that everything is perfect. Organizations kind of fall off, and they make mistakes, and they're held to the same standards as everybody else. I never understood job, you know, job for life. No. You know what kind of rarefied air that is? Let's end on a light note, shall we? Well, please. I'm desperate, though. Okay. Well, let's hear from Alan Lazard. Jet wide receiver about pretty sure it's Alan Lizard. Go ahead. Oh, yep, the Lizard. Actually, Peter, I'm so glad you said it that way. Let's hear something that offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett has been able to get out of this offense. I mean, he gets a room of grown men to make animal noises, <laughs> and it may not make too much sense, but like it's pertaining to the play, whether it's a name, whether it's a whale, a kangaroo, a pony, a shark. You know, you'd have to sit in the meetings to hear. But he's the only person that can get grown men to do something like that. I've never experienced something like that ever in my playing career. So, a couple things. One, I hope this is on Hard Knocks. Two, have you guys ever heard what a shark sounds like? No, I was just going to ask you. I don't know what that sounds like. Peter, any idea? A shark? Yeah. He said that they make them sound like sharks. I think it's... <laughs> that sounds like a dolphin. <laughs> Can you just picture? <laughs> there it is. So yeah, that's what I heard. That is what Nathaniel Hackett is bringing to the table as the OC yeah. of the Jets, and that will do it for ENN. Yeah, beautiful job. I was going to say, I was just going to read the sponsor. Yeah, I was going to sponsor. Ow! It's brought to you by Animal Noises. Speaking of animal noises, Bear just jumped, leaped onto my chair and put his paw right on my crotch. There you go. That's something. (laughs)
Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.